Hey guys, Ben Taylor with Raw Motivations here. Just wanted to come back for a episode, I guess part two really. Haven't done a part two before. Uh, part two on narcissists, psychopaths, toxic people, and grooming their victims. A lot of people don't want to admit that it's actually happening because admitting that it's actually happening means that they have to break down those good moments. It means they have to break down the thoughts and the feelings that they experience with the narcissist, with the psychopath, with the toxic person. That they're like, but it felt so real. It felt so perfect. And that's one of the hard realities that people have to face a lot of times is it felt that way on purpose. And you're not a, a stupid person. You're not a bad person for thinking that. It was manufactured that way. It was set up that way. The book I've been reading for the book of the month is called Psychopath Free. Okay? Here you go. Psychopath Free. Recovering from Emotionally Abusive Relationships with Narcissists, Sociopaths, and Toxic People. I've heard it's a good book. I haven't got all the way through it. Literally, we got to chapter two. Had to stop. Had to record some because it's so powerful. It's so impactful. And it's so convicting. Because I'm like reading through it and I'm like, wait a second. Like, I've done this. Like, I've interacted with people in this way. So anyways, I'm going to talk about grooming. Okay, so uh, we've already talked about the first two things. If you haven't seen it yet, I've already done one video about this, uh, about the narcissist grooming their victims. And in, the, in that video, we touched on two things. And one of them was we have so much in common, so how the narcissist like interacts and becomes identical match to you sometimes. And then the second one was we have the same hopes and dreams, was the concept of like future faking and aligning themselves with what you want in the future when it's just fake. It's not what they want. It's not what they actually desire, but it's just them putting on a facade to be able to lock you in. So today we're going to look at another one about narcissistic grooming. So the chapter that we're looking at is um, the manufactured soulmate of that feeling, that closeness that's not real. It's just manufactured. And what we're looking at in this chapter is personalized grooming. All right. So the third one that we have here is the idea of we share the same insecurities. So I'm going to quote from the book and then we'll talk about it, okay? The psychopath will never actually mention your vulnerabilities, but they can sniff them out in a second. They will mirror your insecurities to drive up your empathy so that you attempt to heal their problems with the same care you might hope to receive yourself. An empathetic person, you're more naturally drawn to offer comfort to people who are hurting or vulnerable. This inclination to comfort increases when you also recognize someone else's insecurities as your own. You see someone else, you see someone feeling inferior and you believe you know how to make them feel better. The psychopath seems to genuinely adore all your efforts. They compare you to their exes, idealizing you above everyone else. They praise your caring nature, which makes you want to do more for them. You feel that all of your efforts are appreciated and you want to do even more to prove how much you care. You see their insecurities and perceive them as genuine, open, vulnerable, and sympathetic someone you want to help. Psychopaths see insecurities in a very different way, as a tool for manipulation and control. It's very accurate. It's very true. Is a narcissist, psychopath, toxic person sees those vulnerabilities that you have, sees those insecurities as a way in, as a, a chink in your armor, as a way to be able to infiltrate your mind your thoughts, your perception. It ends up being a way that they can step inside what's actually going on and control you, identify you, 
be able to figure out what makes you tick, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, and then know which levers they can press, which levers they can pull to get to the point that they manipulate your feelings, your emotions. So when you're getting with someone that might be narcissistic or abusive or psychopath, and you start seeing the same things mirrored back at you, it could be a red flag. But also when you start seeing the same insecurities. So it talks about insecurities and it talks about vulnerabilities. Sometimes you'll see in a narcissistic relationship where they bring up past trauma, past insecurities that match your own or that are very similar. Oftentimes when they bring up past trauma or they bring up these big emotional or really hard events, it's not to just connect with you, it's to have you create sympathy. And when you create sympathy for them, like the book says, you get to the place of where you want to help them, where you want to fix them. There's sometimes that people go into narcissistic relationships, toxic relationships, and they go into a build a man or a build a woman. And they're literally going in being like, I know this person has hurt. I know this person struggles, but I'm going to go in and I'm going to fix them. When you go in with an attitude of being able to fix someone, especially when you're dealing with a narcissist or a toxic person, they're like, great, someone I can manipulate and control to be the best supply ever because they're going to keep trying to work to fix me. I don't need fixing. You know, I don't need therapy. I don't need all this kind of stuff. This is what the narcissist is thinking. Like, I don't need this. But it's going to be awesome because this person is going to spend all their time working to try to fix me, which is just giving me supply, validation. It's just giving me someone that's going to come up and adore and try to help and try to love and try to excuse away all my bad characteristics and love the rest out of me. A lot of times the narcissist will take your insecurities, mirror them as their own to create sympathy from you. All right, so that was the, the third one. Let's look at number four. All right, number four says, you are beautiful. And I quote, the psychopath is obsessed with the way you look. You'll never meet another human who, com- who comments so frequently on your clothes, your hair, your skin, your pictures, or whatever other superficial quality they choose to focus on on that day. At first, these words feel like compliments. They can't believe how beautiful you are. They don't even feel worthy of being your partner. They say they walk around the park and can't find a person more attractive than you. How that is a compliment, I'm not quite sure. Going along with the idea of insecurities, you begin to return all of this flattery. You want to make sure that they feel adequate, that they understand how attractive you think they are. And that's what they're aiming for. By showering you with compliments, they know that they can expect the adoration to rebound shortly. Suddenly, they become very comfortable with sharing photos of themselves with you. Your relationship becomes an unending exchange of praise and approval. You begin to place your self-esteem in their words because they are so reliably positive. You can actually feel yourself glowing. Your body, your body goes through changes as your confidence rises with their every word. You spend more and more time improving your appearance to keep them impressed. Now, I'm not saying that if you're with someone and they're calling you beautiful, that that's a bad thing. And I'm not saying that's a red flag. But the idea here is the aspect of like love bombing and like the narcissistic phrase. And that's the idea of going on and praising and giving a lot of love and validation to try to pump someone up for the sole purpose and the sole reason to be able to manipulate them. 
Remember, we're talking about grooming and we're talking about the idea that they're going to focus on everything. Sometimes they'll focus so much on the external, on how you look, on your body, on how you how you wear your hair, how you dress, uh, all this different type of stuff. They'll focus on the external because it's easier to take that external stuff and start to put slight things under that. Like you're going to you're going to wear that today. Like you think that looks good on you. Like, is that really what you want to wear? Or they'll start complimenting other people. Like, oh, that person looks like really awesome. Like, wow, like look at the muscles on that person. Like, wow, she's pretty. Like all these different types of things, they like set you up and then slowly tear you down. And as they go through the love bombing phase, they pump you up. They make you feel like you're the most wonderful, beautiful person in the world. And then they can slowly start taking that away through those snide comments, through affection and attention to other people. And what that does is it creates this idea that you have to continue to impress. You have to continue to run back to this person. See, what a narcissist does is they tank you and they get involved with you and they tank you and they put you on this pedestal. And this pedestal is here and they call you beautiful and wonderful and love you and all this type of stuff. And they build this pedestal and they keep building it and they keep building it and they keep building it. And now you're up here on this pedestal and you think it's awesome and you think it's great. And then they walk in one day and they just take the pedestal away. They knock you off of it. Now you're down here and the pedestal's up here. And the goal for the rest of the relationship is for you to get back up on that pedestal. And no matter what you do, no matter what you try, you won't get back to the same place that you were to start off with. Why? Because that was manufactured. It was fake. It was something that they built to be able to control you, to be able to manipulate you. This doesn't mean that you're not pretty, that you're not beautiful, that you're not handsome, anything like that. It doesn't mean that. What it means is that person invested that much time and effort to go above and beyond to try to convince you of something and to rely on them. The book says here, um, what is it? So they become very comfortable sharing and becomes an unending change of praise and approval. You get to the place of self-esteem because they are so reliably positive. Like that is really one of the keys here is the idea of being reliably positive. You start off and you're like, wow, like the first year was so great. Like he was so kind. He was so loving. Like she did everything for me. Like she was really kind. She was really loving. Like she, she took care of me. Like he took care of me. Like all this type of stuff. You're like, like we really connected. Like all this, all this stuff adds up and you're like the first year. Wow. It was so much like this. It's what they wanted. They built that reliability, that consistency of things that they said, of things that they did that made you feel a certain way. So when they pulled that away, you wouldn't think anything of it. So when they pulled that away, you wouldn't think it's them changing. You'd think it's you changing. And then you're like, wait a second. Like, how do I get back on that pedestal? Like, how do I fix this? How do I, how do I get that love back? How do I get that praise? How do I get that compliment back? In reality, that compliment was never there. In reality, all it was was someone playing towards insecurities, someone playing towards your emotions, someone playing towards your love, your desire, in an effort to be able to groom and manipulate you long term. So as we look at those two things, I've never, oops, sorry. If we look at those two things, you're beautiful and we share the same insecurities. Those two a lot of times go hand in hand. Those are two ways, another two ways of how narcissists, psychopaths, toxic people work to groom you and work to set you up where you're going to come back to them, become addicted to them and view them as the only person that you can get validation, love and appreciation for. And I'm here to tell you that's not true. 
And there's hope outside that relationship of finding someone who does care, who does value, and it is possible. If you're in one of these relationships and you want to talk about it, uh, feel free to reach out to me. So I do one-on-ones. We talk through the trauma bond, getting uh, detoxing from the narcissist, stopping being addicted to the narcissist, and then clarity of your vision values of how you're going to grow, how you're going to change so that you don't go back to that person. So you look back and you say, the person I was when I was with this person is completely different because I've grown so much. If that's something you're interested in, click on the link down below. We'll love to be able to talk to you. If you don't subscribe by now, hit that subscribe button. Uh, Also follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We're dropping like nuggets of truth every single day to try to be able to help you in your process and your journey to build awareness about narcissism and help you heal, grow, and change. If you guys haven't checked out by now, there's the NARC app. So go on to Apple or Google Play and you can download the NARC app, N-A-R-C, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. There's people on there that are working on learning about narcissism and interacting with like-minded people who are survivors, who are people that are in these relationships trying to get out, trying to get encouragement, and trying to find growth and change every single day. Anyways, thank you guys so much. Talk later.